0: Well, we may not be in heaven yet, but we soon will be. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Man in the Black Suit. We are working on the chapter of all chapters today. <laughs> Hi, Leslie.
1: Hello, how are you? Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you fine. I can hear you fine. Can everybody hear me okay? I've, I've My headset is broken, so I'm using my normal little earbud thingies. So we'll see how that works for
1: today. That sounds good. I have a bit of an echo going on inside my headset, but I am more than happy to work around that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, these things happen, you know? So, how was your (laughs)
1: week? It's been a bit crazy.
0: How well my week is going.
1: I'm jealous.
0: And also to keep myself cool, calm, and collected from this chapter. <laughs> oh God, I needed a cold shower earlier. <laughs> I, I
1: well, this is, this, is, uh, <laughs> this is quite the chapter. Uh, it many many hankies worth of. Uh, <laughs> In Florentine, uh, in Florentine land. Uh-huh,
0: and that, uh, so, Lori says she can't hear me. This. So, we'll see. I've, I'll just hold my uh, microphone closer to my mouth. See how that works. Yes, many, many hankies work on this one. So, we we do have some announcements. Um, Betty and, and Perling will be back soon, I hope. So, keep watching Gabriel's Inferno. Uh, Trilogia is uh, on on Saturdays, usually around 3 p.m. Mexico time. Uh, Noites Influencia, keep a lookout. I know that uh, some of the books have just been released in Portuguese, so hopefully they'll be coming back very soon. And uh, and that they, they have their podcasts on Thursdays at 8 p.m., and they're working on The Prince. Very exciting. glad they're back, too. Uh, SR is very, very busy doing uh, chapter, or the book four of the Gabriel series. So that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to to uh, that coming out. I think he said he was hoping to have that out by the time the uh, the on screen comes out, which would be very cool. And I believe he mentioned in some notes today to us that he's thinking about doing another
1: Man in the Black Suit book. Something about Kate? And he's hinted to that before in a chat room, so I'm very excited. Well, he said two, two options. I mean, one was just a follow-up, and then he said there was a lot of interest in people having Kate's story.
0: That would be interesting. Yeah. She, but, you know, as a best friend, she doesn't have a lot in the book, but she, she seems like she could have a lot, especially with Luke. <laughs>
1: right wouldn't that be interesting
0: that would be interesting so, uh so yeah so uh as far as looking forward to sharing some pre-production news as soon as he can so we'll find out what's going on there uh tomorrow is the last of the gabriel's inferno read Alone, chapter 34 i know i have to catch up on some of my notes on on them and uh but it was-
1: I can't believe it's done already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so behind. I, I think I have to go from 26 on. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then um,
0: Nina mentioned that they would be doing a read along of Rapture after the new year sometime. So give this a uh, rest for a while and then go for that. What else is Billy? I think that's about it. Um,
1: it's the holidays, holiday, holiday season. Coming up and it's Advent. So anybody mm-hmm. who is celebrating Advent blessings. And we're midst of Hanukkah.
0: Fourth night of Hanukkah. And uh, so we wish you all well on that too. And uh, so, shall we get into it? Should I uh, put my fan on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we're ready. I'm not sure. All right. But I think we could. I think we can dive in. What do you think, ladies in the chat room? <laughs>
0: that should be interesting.
1: Yes, most definitely. As Pam and I have been waiting so long for this chapter to discuss it and talk about it, and I, I cannot believe it's here on the fifth of December. Uh, it's it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yes Uh, love it
0: at last at the beginning
1: (laughs) at last exactly so as we begin the chapter they've just had an amazing day on the island of Santorini where I can't even tell you how much I wish I was there right now and Things have changed since spending the day together um, between the two of them. Nicholas had been attentive, companionable, and boy, she was attracted to him. She thinks that maybe if they had met under different circumstances, they could actually explore a relationship. And they would probably have ended any relationship for many reasons at this point. She felt lucky to have had such a wonderful day and, you know, Acacia is very much, I, I feel like an in the moment kind of person. She kind of appreciates each day, each second she has, and lives very much in the moment. Mm-hmm. So um, she's just appreciating her lucky, uh, her lucky break that she was able to have such a wonderful time with Nicholas. She showered, slipped on her nightdress. Um, her beautiful green silk nightdress. I should have asked SR why he chose green silk. Um, I know it looks good against her tan skin, Um, but I think that sets the stage. Um, So she turned out the light and she was reflecting on the day and she was grateful for it, but she had felt lonely. It had been quite a while since she had a boyfriend and being alone in her bedroom, she remembered how long and desolate the nights could be. She said that it was just the darkness and by morning, the sun would be up and she would feel better. And she lied to herself so she could sleep. But the truth was she knew she would be lonely and it played on her mind. This whole, this whole sentiment, this whole area and discussion on, and this kind of like, um this kind of uh, c- consideration of loneliness i thought was really compelling mm-hmm. um and, and and the fact that you know he even had her putting on the her best foot forward in terms of oh it'll be better tomorrow mm-hmm. you know and and the whole kind of the tugging the tug of war you have when you are in the midst of loneliness right. i thought it was really good yeah. um and so we asked SR about this. And I said, early in the chapter, as Acacia reflected on the day and was preparing to rest, she admits to herself she is lonely. Did your thoughts on loneliness come from any specific b- books or readings? He particularly, I particularly thought the time between loneliness and secrets was spot on in the story. Mm-hmm. And SR said, my writing is informed by a lot of things, but I think psychology and psychiatry is certainly part of that. I spend a lot of time thinking about the motivations of characters, what they believe about themselves, and what they want, etc. So, you know, I, I, I although he wasn't addressing the question specifically, I think it, you know, really captures where Acacia is at this point in the story.
0: it doesn't allow her to open up either. To mm-hmm.
1: Like it's true. Anybody and it's and, true. You know, so it makes it harder for, for the loneliness, loneliness Mhm. Well, and having to keep the secrets that she keeps, right? I mean, that's that that isolates you because you have knowledge that other people around you don't. Right. So right. it's it's a small little wall that keeps building and building. And I see Betty said that she couldn't miss this chapter. She's listening while waiting at the bus stop. So so glad you could join us, Betty. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hold on. on. Um, Pam's voice sounds far away, she said. Um, So so we'll check. We'll check. We'll
0: check on that. Yeah,
1: I think it's a different speaker. Oh, okay. So Acacia switched on the bathroom light and was adjusting the door. um, So her bedroom would not be so dark. And there was a knock and then another knock. So she went over to the door. Um, And, and Kenzie noted that um, that's the one thing that she really related to with Acacia. And I'm Kenzie, I'm assuming you're talking about loneliness and, and having to have secrets and, Um, being in that space. um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I I just think it's a really, really good, or because you could also be talking about um, trying to treasure every moment too. So Kenzie, just clarify that for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So the knock at the door and she goes over to the door and she opens that door, and he's standing there with wet hair that had been combed. Obviously, he must have just gone for a swim or for a shower. A white shirt, khaki pants, and bare feet. Mm -hmm. And I remember we noted that his feet were quite sexy and attractive. And I personally find that (laughs) very (laughs) sexy. You can just imagine him standing there. And, um, you know, as Acacia had just been contemplating her loneliness, and thank you, Kenzie, she said it is really isolating, so she could understand that. So, Kenzie, you can relate when you're kind of in that headspace about feeling isolated, and then you get this knock on the door, and this beautiful man is standing there as you open. Her heart was thudding in her chest as she saw him. Nicholas's eyes were burning into hers with a question. And she stood aside and he walked into the room, closing the door behind him. Can you guys see this on the screen? I envision this moment. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I know. So when Betty and, and, and when I read this scene, I thought it was one of the boss's famous dream scenes. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that. And that's, that, I, 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 Can totally see how you would think that, Betty. Mm -hmm. Lori agrees. So the door is shut. He looked at the light and then the bed. He strode over to her, cupped her face, and began kissing her. Oh, my gosh. He was kissing her passionately and with desperation. Acacia felt their passion and all propriety just went out the window and uh, yes, I mean, at that point, I think they both surrendered to their feelings. I know Kenzie too bad these things don't happen in real life. Uh, Maybe they do, they not- you just don't know it. And Kenzie, keep in mind, you are at the very beginning of your life. So there's gonna be a lot of really cool experiences coming your way. Exactly. Uh, Betty expected Acacia to wake up and be alone. And Kenzie said she's always been curious if Nicholas is more intimidating than Gabriel because she feels like he is. I think that's an interesting point we should explore. Um, And (laughs) Lori said it doesn't happen to her either, Kenzie. (laughs) Yes, Betty, chapter 31 is our Hanukkah gift. I I love that.
0: I I can can honestly say that there have been Relationships in my life, including my husband, where that mm-hmm. first kiss, that first time you, you get together, not yes. necessarily that you're just you're, you're going to fly into bed, but the first time that you really are looking at each other and helping each other each other. I have felt that on a
1: couple of occasions, and it's the most incredible feeling in the world. And, so and I think SR captures that quite effectively, don't you? Yes, I do i mean it's palpable i felt that way i felt that way with 50 shades too like i felt the way she described that attraction that palpable attraction was true
0: you still can't hear me betty trying
1: (laughs) anyhow i'm letting betty she's uh
0: I have I had bad headphones, so I had to use my other for my...
1: And Pam said, or Kenzie said she could hear Pam better when the microphone was closer to your mouth.
0: I just moved it closer to my mouth again, so. But I tend to talk to my hands and I drop it. Oh, my. Good. So.
1: Hey, everyone can hear. Yay. I'm so glad. No, because it's almost, I'm, you know, we're in the midst of this, this very intense, passionate mm-hmm. kiss, mm-hmm. Acacia, really all that propriety, all that business professional relationship, even though she, she had now resigned, so they're not employee and employer, which I think was key. Um, she had that kiss, the loneliness went away, and it was just the two of them. She wrapped her arms around his neck, and they were fused together. Oh, my gosh. His language that he used in this was just so beautifully written. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She stood on her toes, and he tasted of licorice. She could barely draw a breath as he kissed her more deeply.
0: Where is that licorice when I need it? (laughs) (laughs) Where is the good one? And I'm
1: wondering if the licorice was from actual licorice or if it was from Uzo.
0: (laughs) Could have been from Uzo.
1: Because that's not. a licorice. That's I
0: anise. I know. So, as Nicholas slowed down, <laughs> better not. His hands slid to her back, and there was no space between them. His hands gently going down her back to the edge of her nightgown to where her underwear should be, but we're not. <laughs> He stilled, and there was a question in his eyes, and he had scanned her face, and she was being shy, and she smiled, and that seemed to answer the unspoken question of the day that he may have had, and he confessed that he had wanted to kiss her for some time, and his hands were on her back at the curve of her backside.
1: And Betty said that this scene is so sensual and sexy. And yes,
0: it really is. Oh Oh, my, anyway, I gotta.
1: Sending you the fan, Pam. Thank
0: you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So he told her that she was beautiful and charming and good. And Acacia told him not to put her on a pedestal, that she could fall. And Nicholas assured her that he had that he had her. She read the want in his eyes and his heat gazed, and she slipped his hands under her nightie, and gripped her backside. <laughs> his touch was firm, and he was kneading her flesh. She didn't protest, and she groaned in appreciation. She then kissed him, standing on her tiptoes, and then he started kissing her neck. And he was unhurried as he was kissing her. That's one of my favorite spots. Down your neck.
1: Oh, my gosh. I know. Just feel the tingles. Yes, exactly. Just talking about it. <laughs>
0: exactly. Her spine. And
1: mm-hmm. Yes, go.
0: Her spine tingled, and she reached the shell of his ear and said, take me to bed. Nicholas." Would and, bed. and how
1: about that for... That's
0: very bold. for Acacia
1: to say that.
0: It was real, very bold, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I, just, she's a very strong character that she can do that. I think, because not all women, I think so, it, no matter how good they are.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Betty says she loves how bold and masculine Nicholas is, and she was fangirling. Yes, I think we all were fangirling really hard. Uh, very the- hard.
0: <laughs> Cold shower hard. Um, where was I? Okay. <laughs> Nicholas said that he would not deny her, but he had wanted to take his time with her. He knows, His nose skimmed down to her collarbones and as he nudged the straps of her nightgown off her shoulders, exposing her breast. Lovely, he told her. She knew they were, but Nicholas looked at her as if they were a revelation. And he kissed and worked his way to his prize. Acacia gripped his hair until he found that prize, and Acacia groaned. As her nightgown slips down to her waist, there is a sudden feel of the cool night air on her skin, which was soon abated. Nicholas's mouth, tongue, and teeth played with her, and her desire increased. Acacia liked the way he continued to caress her, while his mouth continued teasing her. The scent of her skin was that of apples. And when he stood straight, her hands went to his shirt buttons. And Nicholas proceeded to pull the shirt over his head. She stopped him, though, when he went for his belt. She wanted to admire him. And Acacia told him that she wanted, that's what she wanted to do. And her glided her hands, glid, glide, gloat, over his chest and kissed where Mm -hmm. his heart was. His muscles were hard, and there was a slight covering of dark hair. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask SR, not to break this mood, what does he have with apples?
1: <laughs> exactly, right? You well,
0: know, he, you know, Nicholas has that smell of apples. Gabriel and Julia have the apple orchard. I mean, there's this whole thing with apples with him. I'm, I'm, I'm always curious as to what that is. Anyway.
1: hmm well, and also, I mean, apples can be so symbolic, right? You have, or the fruit, right? The fruit of a tree, the fruit of, uh, you know, original sin. I yeah. mean, there's a whole lot of things. Betty Betty said she likes when female characters express their desires. Not everyone is shy and timid. Women can be playful. That's very true. And Kenzie said, SR is like a writing wizard, and the god of writing or something, <laughs> does he write this good, beats me. Mm-hmm. I am with you. Mm-hmm. I am with you, Kenzie. I can't wait. I think we'll have to share with him that you said that he is the god of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty calls it food porn. Yes. Okay. And, uh, yes, Kenzie was also on the track of maybe Adam it has something to do with Adam and Eve. Um
0: and Rummins and, like and uh, Raven smells like rain.
1: Exactly.
0: You know that's, <laughs> that's one of the things. You know he he is so sensual, and not just in in the physicality of the uh, the sex act, but in his words, whether he's describing the fruit, an apple or or whatever. I mean, there's the touching. I mean, he can he really does get into it, which is.
1: Nice. Which is beautiful.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, in fact, should I? Br- that r- brings me up to one of the other questions that we talked about. Should I say that now or a little bit lo- later?
0: Sure. After we say hello to Monica. Hi, Monica.
1: Monica, so happy you could join us. So,
0: it, it Kenzie also doesn't. He doesn't like my favorite type of apple, so which is <laughs> a heartbreak. He likes more mm-hmm. the tart apple. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I, an apple a day, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think any kind would will will do. And Kenzie also says she's so jealous. I want to know him in real life. He is so intense. I think. We'll I know. We'll I often wonder if he is. Uh, his intensity is as in as much as G- Gabriel.
0: Well. Uh, he describes himself as being more like Gabriel of all his characters
1: Mm -hmm. I think so too well and you also I mean that's uh, one of the stories that he wrote earlier right I mean that was one of his first so I would think you draw from what you know um, I'm not not saying that SR is Gabriel let me clarify that I'm just saying he may be drawing some attributes That could be. Um, I know. Oh, Betty's mentioning Julia smelling like vanilla, Gabriel smelling like Aramis and mint. Mm -hmm. And according to the boss, Paul smells like soap. soap. I have to say, Betty, bravo. 30 minutes in until you mention Paul. (laughs) I cannot believe it. You were you were fangirling over Nicholas this time, because usually Paul is out of your uh, out, five out of the chat room uh, <laughs> within ten or fifteen minutes. <laughs> uh, mm. And it's impossible it. that
0: he's only <laughs> in with his part. Kenzie, I don't know. I love it. She was going to
1: mention him earlier. You're showing great restraint, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> and Kenzie said maybe SR is only intense with his partner, just not with anyone. Now, right. well, this is true, but you, there are intense personalities, and I, I think I think we have an intense personality with um,
0: with
1: SR. Well, not just SR, but Nicholas.
0: Oh yeah, no, oh, he's very intense. Mm-hmm.
1: Betty said when Nicholas said he wanted to kiss Acacia her mind went to Paul
0: Mm -hmm. I love it
1: (laughs) I just love it so we're at this point we're talking about intense right I mean we are in this very very intense scene and Acacia and Nicholas are just fused together And at this point, Acacia just goes for his belt. Mm -hmm. His trousers followed as she appreciated his quadriceps. And he was quite a handsome man. Nicholas turned his eyes towards the bed and then to her. She nodded because her body was on fire. He took her in his arms and kissed her while laying her on the center of the bed. He looked at her in wonder, telling her that he had not wanted someone so much as he wanted her in a very long time. And she agreed that that was the same for her. And I have to say, I think that is one of the reasons that they were as intense. Because this was not just a a typical attraction, I think, for, for either one of them
0: a lot deeper than just the physical attraction.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. His hand held the edge of her nightgown that had pulled around her waist. But she grabbed his hand saying, you first. Again, this is another demonstration of Acacia's strength. Mm -hmm. And Acacia being very communicative with her lover. um, And being very, just a very strong... And forthright character. Mm-hmm. And she Betty's knelt in front of him and pulled.
0: Betty's saying that this is the love scene of all time is her favorite. But not this is Gabriel it. or Willie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Betty, I, and I think coming from you, being the fan that you are and the expert on the Gabriel series, this is high praise.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Most definitely.
1: Mm -hmm. This is actually quite, quite the scene, quite, quite sensual. Ah, so she knelt in front of him and pulled his black boxer briefs down. Again, I love the fact they're black. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) A black, black suit, black boxers. boxers. Black boxers. That's right. He was magnificent. As she grasped his erection, he closed his eyes. He grasped for her. He then stopped putting his fist on the bed on either side of her. Took the nightdress off of her and dropped it to the floor. And the gown itself was beautiful. He ad- he loved the color. And then he requested that she never answer the door in it for anyone else but him.
0: Oh my!
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need I need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Can
0: I send the fan
1: back. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I need the fans. Um this is actually an a question that we asked SR. Um and I have to say Pam, this was a great one from Pam. As we were sitting here fanning ourselves over this beautifully written scene. Did you we asked him, did you use anything from the book Kosher Sex by Smuli Botec in writing this chapter, or possibly from the Kabbalah or the Kabbalah? Kabbalah. Um, and Pam was blushing while she asked the question.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and SR, of course, I was so happy he responded to this. He said, The book Kosher Sex was influential in shaping some of my ideas about sex. Of course, love and respect are essential to the way I approach love scenes in my novels. (sighs) Which is why we love these scenes so much, because it is all about love and all about respect. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, this is just very mutual. It's very beautiful. Um. So his gift of language and painting the picture with his intention of mutual, respectful, love mm-hmm. is just breathtaking.
0: Well, if, if you've ever read either Shmuley Botek's book or any part of the Kapala that has that talks about sex, it's it's very it's actually very beautifully written and very in, in, intense. Uh, tensely focused on the female.
1: Yes. Well, there was the reference to that in the Gabriel books. Right. And yes, Betty said Nicholas is Jewish. Of course, it will be an amazing love scene. Of course. Tosher sex. Not, not all Jewish is, men are,
0: good, are that as good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pam, is there another chapter in your book that we need to hear about? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And and Lori said, I need to read that book. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it sounds good.
0: It's, and it's also actually one of the books that when SR was putting out books those that helped form his faith. Right. That was one of the books by Shmuley Beltek that he, that was put out.
1: So great. And and Betty had mentioned Um, I need to find myself a nice Jewish boy, but Betty, I didn't think Paul was Jewish. And then Kenzie said, I hope to read everything that SR recommends. I, Kenzie, I aspire to do so many of the other right readers have done. So I am, I am delinquent. There's a lot of great literature and articles that SR recommends. So he's a great teacher. He really is. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the professor so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And Paul <Yeah>. saying <laughs> him. Kenzie stalks his Goodreads. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's a lot of good things um, out there. Yes. Um, and I do too, Kenzie. Kenzie shares my belief that uh, uh, SR is or was a professor at some point in his life, I personally think that too. Um, he knows way too much just by research. She stalks his blog as well.
0: Oh, I, I <laughs> Nancy, think, you're. A I think Nancy Kane has a uh, rival in the stalker department.
1: I think so too. Nancy's uh, Nancy's his ultimate stalker, right? What does she call herself?
0: Stalker extraordinaire. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: And proud to admit it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. It's all good. There's there's room for everybody to be um, wonderful fans. I'm not I'm not advocating stalking per se, <laughs> but 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 being really really great fans.
0: Yeah, and he appreciates it all. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you ready to? <laughs>
1: So we are, we are back at the book and into the scene, the night dress is off. He tells her, never answer the door for anyone but him wearing that beautiful green silk gown. She was like Euphrosyne, reincarnated is what he said. Which, of course, I love his references to the ancients, you know? Yeah. Um, so Euphrosyne is a goddess of joy or mirth. She's the incarnation of grace and beauty. Um, it goes with the other two charities, Ephthalia, the good cheer, and Naglea, beauty or splendor. Her half-brother is Hephaestus, the god of metalworking and volcanoes which I think is interesting considering they are on the island of Santorini which is formed by a volcano. And so of course he Nicholas makes this beautiful reference to her being Euphrosyne, and he really keeps praising her goodness and her purity and You know, she thinks to herself, and I can imagine this, they're in this passionate scene and he says this amazing comment, this amazing compliment, and again, keeps placing her on this high pedestal. And she's thinking, there's a fleeting thought thinking, he's never going to know how false those words are. This is not the time for confessions. And I thought that was very striking too. Because, you know, she she still has that almost, there's a slight hesitation because she is a secret keeper, right? And that's, her wall is still up a little bit, but she's just throwing it all out the window because her heart is full on into Nicholas right now. Mm-hmm. And she slid up the bed to give him room. As he worshipped her body, kisses below her navel, his nose caressing Her body, she looked down on him in fascination, tasting her while she held his head. And the scene gets more and more intense Mm -hmm. and the orgasm overtook her and came quickly. She apologized for the speed, but it had been a while, she said. And I loved this line. He said to her, she should not apologize for catching fire. He liked it and wanted to give her so much more. And I just, like I said, absolutely loved that line about catching fire. Yeah. So beautiful.
0: It is. It is. And as she she withdrew her restraint from him at this point, and she pulled mm-hmm. him up on top of her, and their mouths were fused together, and she slid her hand down his muscular back, his hips nestled between hers, and she urged him on. He assured her that he was not leaving. There was no rush. But she wanted to touch him. But he assured her that if she did, that his orgasm would come that much faster. He I love to- his
1: honesty in that.
0: I love Yeah.
1: I love yeah. that moment of honesty mm-hmm. and candor.
0: Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it does can happen. It does and can happen. Um mm-hmm. serious for two seconds (sighs) okay um but he wanted her to be present to be in the moment and just to please her and the world that they created that was without rival she pulled his face to her and she so she could kiss him putting her hand over his scar he stopped moving as she was looking in his eyes and she could see that he was vulnerable and that there was worry (laughs) Slowly and deliberately, she placed kisses on on the deep furrow in his skin. And he leaned into her caresses and let out his breath. And Acacia mentioned that in the morning, he had told her that he was attracted to her. And she told him that she was attracted to him as well. He was very handsome, and she liked to look at him. Now, I thought that was a good point, too, because he is so aware of the scar on his face.
1: And I thought that was very moving. Yeah,
0: yeah. And,
1: and powerful.
0: And just the fact that you know, yeah, it, it it's it's like Gabriel with the uh, tattoo over his heart from mm-hmm. Maya. You know, she accepts him for who he is. He's a beautiful, handsome human being, and not to worry, basically, which I thought was very good. It was very, you know, really, really touched me. So he told her that he didn't have the words but he had actions. And he reached across to his trousers and pulled out a small packet and opened it with his teeth. I am so glad they're practicing safe sex because they did not <laughs> in in uh, the Florentine series. You <laughs> know what happens with vampires. Anyway. <laughs> so a questioned as if this was you know did you expect this to happen? I mean that can, could kind of be a mood buster, I guess. Uh, but he he said he had hardly dared, but hoped for more. And he put the condom on and questioned if he was hurting her, and she basically assured him that it had just been a very long time, and uh, she touched his backside to encouraging him forward. He felt that they were incredible. They fit together. It was perfect. His eyes never left her. She struggled to keep her eyes open at the pleasure, moaning, putting herself consciousness aside. And he asked that she give him his name and Nicholas, she called out. And as they show in the movies, the train went into the tunnel with him whispering her name. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, oh, so California. beautiful. Yes. <laughs> so. I love your classic film references.
0: What can I tell you? <laughs> there are a lot of them like that out there actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. so as they did not speak, Nicholas pecked her lips, walked naked into the bathroom, but not before covering her. He was fit, athletic, with powerful arms and legs. Nicasia wondered what to say. Everything that happened was incredible. But they walked different roads. And as she reached for a nightgown, he told her, You don't need to just do that, Munker. Her skin was warm, and he slipped into the bed, pulling her close to him. Sleep well. He yawned and kissed her ear, and Akasi expected him to tell her where things stood and then leave, but he didn't. Instead, he held her tighter until she could tell that his breathing, he had fallen asleep.
1: Uh. Oh, he stayed.
0: Yes, he, he did.
1: not just walk out. He stayed, and he held her, and he treasured her. Mm-hmm.
0: I just love it. I know. I know. And I, but you know what? I think it's sad that she kind of thought that he might leave her.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and I, wonder- I feel like she was wading into unchartered territory on many fronts mm-hmm. and was probably just bracing herself a little bit to expect for the worst. Mm-hmm. Back a bit. But
0: you know, and it it, it just it just kind of made me sad that she would think that when I read it. And, mm-hmm. But I'm glad that he just held on to her tighter, and like most men do, they roll over and go to sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just I just think um, I, it was almost like that that type of treasuring uh, her and wanting to let her know that she was valued. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I thought that was really beautiful. And and I see in the chat room, Kenzie had mentioned when we were talking about the scar and, and that powerful scene of him reaching out or her reaching out and kissing the scar. She said, I think the scar is beautiful. It's part of him. I think most of us, for most of us, scars have physical scars so we can understand why he doesn't like it. And mom said, scars tell a story sometimes it's not sometimes it's not a good story to remember right and that's very true and i think like i said i think it was a very powerful part of the scene
0: yeah it was uh, it was and you know i mean i think all of us in some form or another have a scar either from right from something from childhood some of us have internal scars that you know we can't talk about too much and you know, I, I if you're gonna if you love someone and you find them to be the person around you that you that you adore and admire and want to get to know more, the, the scars, the physical scars, become invisible, and the internal, right. and the internal scars can somewhat be healed by some of it. So.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, we had one more t- question um, that we'd asked SR um, this week, mm-hmm. and he actually did respond, and that was, what was the biggest challenge for you when writing this chapter? And SR said, on the whole, The Man in the Black Suit was a bit challenging because it was a different kind of novel, suspense and romance, mm-hmm. rather than the type the Gabriel series. But I enjoyed writing it, and I've been thinking about writing a follow-up to it. Readers have been asking for more about Kate, too. I've been considering it. But right now, I'm deep into the fourth Gabriel book and eagerly waiting for more news on the pre-production of the Gabriel's Inferno film from Flicks. 2019 is going to be a great year, and I'm grateful to you ladies and to your listeners for their support.
0: It's going to be a uh, exciting year for him and for us. But it, I think for him to be able to see something that he created become alive for somebody to visually see, not just um, verbally see, if you know what I mean.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, and it's it's a, it's going to be a great accomplishment for him, and I'm very happy for him. And I I wish him the very best with this. Uh, Uh, Because I know we're all looking forward to it, and just the fact that there's so many people that are commenting on the read-along, and what scenes they want to take, and, you know, how they want to see it done. Some people want to see it verbatim, some people just putting the spirit of what the scene is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so important for him and for us, so I'm excited. I am, too. So Betty felt confused at the end, just like Acacia. I didn't know what to expect after the moment of passion between Nicholas and Acacia. I, I, yeah, Betty, I, I get what you're saying. Cause you know, like he goes walking away. I mean, obviously he's been wearing a condom. You got to get rid of it. So he probably went in to get, took rid care of, of business. Yeah. Um, but the fact that she took the nightgown thinking that, you know, he's just going to you know, kiss her on the cheek, maybe throw his trousers on and walk out the door type of thing. I think that that would have been that would have been.
1: A but, isn't that,
0: way it, but isn't that real?
1: Isn't that reality, though? It is confusing and you don't know what to expect sometimes mm-hmm. after a first kiss or a first.
0: The first time you're together with that person.
1: Time you're together.
0: And and it's an exciting and a confusing time for everybody, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Of course, my exciting and confusing times have been a long time gone, but <clears throat> hopefully, they will happen again. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know. I know. More three chapters of for your book. Man. Chapter three of my book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said there's more. That's there are more chapters oh, okay. for your book. Okay. It's forthcoming
0: forthcoming chapters to yes be decided. <laughs> TV Betty
1: said Acacia has probably always felt like she is alone so she keeps a distance between um, she and loved ones
0: I, you know I can see that because she purposely pushed Luke aside after a while mm-hmm. you know because Luke became very was was in love with her and she really liked him too but she just couldn't get serious with anybody, so she pushed him away. So we'll have to find I out can see what that. that's about.
1: And we have to find out what happens next.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Next, next week. week. And Monica, yes, Monica, I was thinking the same thing about that. Independent women do that because they want to have um, to protect their heart a lot of times. You want to have the control. In the relationship
0: mm-hmm. that's very true mm mm-hmm. um, and I you know having having been what's considered quote-unquote an independent mm-hmm. woman for a long <laughs> time when somebody does come into your life that wants to have a relationship it can it can be very difficult um, you know you're not it's not like a teenager falling in love with your with whoever and or even in your in your early 20s before you get married or anything and it's different than a hus- husband because the husband is always there sometimes for good sometimes not for good but they're always there and if it when you get to that next level it's um, you know you can you can have casual relationships Without feeling guilty about them, you can, you can have intense relationships, and you do, sometimes you just don't want them there, you know. Right. So.
1: Right. Well, there's a lot of chatter going on in the chat room. I see that. Lori said she is cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, Monica also says, you know, often it's because I have to do everything all the time and. I'm not used to not having to do that. Betty mentioned that independent women guard their hearts from men who make them feel vulnerable, which mm-hmm. is very true. And Monica mentions, she tends to detach, which I think is again, trying to protect your heart.
0: Yeah. We understand I can, I, I can, I can relate to it. Cause I, I, after I moved down here, I had just started dating someone. Um, up in New York, and it was, um, it, it came became more of a, you know, let's text and call each other and, and anything else, and it was like, you know, I can't, I, I don't have time for this in my life, so sorry, Dan, talk to you later, we can be mm-hmm. friends, and that's about where it ended, so. so you have to protect yourself, and if you do fall in love and the other person's not there, do you really want to deal with that? but it's funny because I had this conversation with a neighbor today about the, about independence and what you can do and what you can't do. Now it, it wasn't in the same regard as falling in love and having a man in your life, although it wasn't her and she wants a man to take care of her, but it was, um, you, you have to learn, you know, you, you live on your own. You're, you're you have to take care of a lot of things all by yourself and you can't be, you can't depend on everybody that comes along. I, I, I said to her, I said, look, my husband died almost 20 years ago. I've had to learn to do a lot of things by myself from fixing mm-hmm. plugs on an outlet to changing tires of a car to, you know, right. just, just being independent. And, and if, the other person in your life can't understand that. You know, what can you do? Right.
1: So I can only depend. You have to meet each other where you live, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, Kenzie says she's actually pretty codependent, Mm -hmm. but that it makes more sense with Acacia's feelings. Mm -hmm. And Monica mentioned that space, um, she respects his space, but at the same time, if he needs me, he might not understand me. I want to pay for dinner sometimes and they think that I'm arrogant. When in actuality, right Monica, you're just being respectful right. and you're you know, you're and we
0: should pay for dinner. Being real. Or we should even pick up the tab once in a while. Mhm. You know, there's nothing that says the man has to take care of everything. You know, I I do cut it at a first date though. Um if it's not going well, I will – well, for my share. But if it's going well, let, I will let him take care of it because he asked me. I didn't ask him.
1: Right, right. I think a lot of times, especially now in this day and age, a lot of times it depends on who's doing the inviting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I definitely agree with you. And, and Kenzie said she can relate to what you were saying, Pam. Um, since her dad passed, she's learned to be really independent with the things – That Pam is saying. Mm -hmm. Definitely, it's good to be self-reliant, though. Yes, you know,
0: you know, you you've got to learn to be able to take care of yourself before you can take care of others as well. Mm -hmm. That's what I I felt anyway. That's
1: my well, and I think this is one of the reasons why we. A lot of the fans, anyway, really enjoy SR's writing and his characters, and especially the fact that he writes strong women. Mm
0: -hmm. And he does really
1: great great female roles. Mm -hmm. You know, they
0: may have their flaws and their their faux pas, but so do the men. But they are very independent and strong unto themselves.
1: Mm hmm. Yes, Betty. I, I I've seen that. If a woman accepts a man help man's help all the time, she's can be classified as a gold digger. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that. that can I,
1: I f- feel like that's slowly starting to change. Slowly being the keyword. Oh,
0: yes, yeah, slowly is right. Mhm. So. Anywho, uh, Kenzie also loves ravens so much, but she can't really explain it. And yes, Lori says you can be self reliant with someone. It's good to have your own strength,
1: and that's true. Amen, Lori. Amen. 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 I cannot agree more with that. And you, I think, to be a balanced partnership, You've got it, it really helps to have that kind of inner strength mm-hmm. your own and being self reliant. I've I've seen that in a lot of relationships that I've witnessed and experienced Mm -hmm. it's important and i think that again this is something that sr reflects beautifully in his writing Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sr truly gets inside a woman's head how does sr know that's from (laughs) maybe it's his significant other and that's well
1: that could be that
0: could be that could very well be <laughs> so anyway, uh, speaking of SR, he's actually going to be on a chat uh, on in the group audio loves tomorrow at eight pm.
1: Yes, Monica then, mentioned that in the chat room. I thought it was I thought it was the eighth, though. Was it December eighth or Saturday? Saturday. I, yeah,
0: I, my, my dates are all
1: confused. My, Mine too.
0: My uh, former uh, daughter-in-law is having a, a, a baby tomorrow got a planned c-section so on that's Friday, right. on friday i have to pick up the granddaughter my granddaughter and bring her here for the weekend so she can sort of get a little bit acclimated at home and then uh you know then she can go back and be with her new little brother so she's very excited so, so, so my days are well, kind of like spinning around
1: that's a very exciting prospect. Going to be pretty epic.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, And Monica's also saying, SR, let's try this now. Stop. Let me write it. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, Betty. I'll let I'll, I'll let Laura know. And I, I'm not sure. I think they're naming the baby Anthony Jr. So I'm not sure. Ah, OK. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. But it should be. It should, it should be interesting. I know Isabella is very excited to be have a, a little brother, and mm-hmm. uh, little Sarah. Uh, I'm not sure what she's thinking. She's two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's thinking. I'm. Um, where's my next? Uh, yeah. Where's my next meal? <laughs> what, I,
0: what I laugh at is Patrick and Isabella FaceTime every night, and he, mm-hmm. she reads to him. And they, Sarah gets on the FaceTime and she's like, Dada, Dada. So Patrick is Dada and Anthony is (laughs) daddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's cute though. You could totally see that, right? Yes, yes. Just because she hears Isabella.
0: Isabella with Dada and Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, so. I'm Um, very excited for all of them and i hope all goes well and
0: yeah i do too
1: that's yeah. you know i am I'm, I'm excited for isabella to have uh have a baby brother
0: <laughs> it's going to be very different for laura
1: <laughs> <laughs> well now now she's outnumbered that's right her and anthony are now outnumbered <laughs> yes. so the dynamic has changed yes a little
0: bit <laughs> a little bit so yeah Anyway, so. so we'll be back uh, next Wednesday, and we will be with uh, Chapter 32, and it's the next morning. <laughs> Let's see what happens. The, the morning,
1: morning, morning after. But well, the only good thing is she's, uh, Acacia and room. Nicholas are in her room, so there's no walk of shame.
0: <laughs> no, no, not really. unless. He wants but, to do the walk of
1: shame. <laughs> I don't think there's any shame in that game.
0: No, I don't think so either.
1: There's some some beautiful, beautiful blossoming feelings there.
0: Yes. Yes, the walk of shame was always fun. <laughs> Not that I ever
1: experienced that. <laughs> As Betty says, more sprinkles and fireworks.
0: That's true. That is true.
1: It and is awesome. indeed. So excited for Chapter 32. And for the rest of the week, I hope everybody has a great one.
0: And no celebrating Hanukkah. Enjoy the rest of uh, Hanukkah. I believe it's over next week sometime. And I Sunday will be the second Sunday of Advent. And if you're celebrating it, uh, we send Advent blessings to you. And uh, we'll follow up with Kosher Sex 101. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave uh, book of Kosher Sex. Or find the Kabbalah and read in there, too. So, <laughs> right.
1: More required reading.
0: Yes, more required reading is great. SR. So I'm going to leave you with some Stan Getz and Charlie Bird, and this is Baha'i. Have a great week and a good night, everyone.